Afterwards, I'll come back and tag you on it too. So you should be seeing it now. All right, awesome. Um, and uh, and I'll I'll go ahead and let every get, give some give everybody time to come on in and settle up, y'all. Hey, we are uh, getting started with another episode of Mental Conversations, and I'll introduce my guest, Vicky Blanton, here in a second. Uh, but I'm letting some folks trickle in. Uh, she's sharing it on her page, uh, and I'll also tag uh vicky on my post later so y'all can uh go check out her profile and page and and see who she is and all she's done but um but i'm gonna go ahead and uh i'm gonna do a brief introduction of you vicky and then you can share everybody a little bit more information about you but i know i know we met at a networking event pre-covid for like the regional i think it was a regional black Contractors, yes. I don't know which one it was. It was in a nice place, and um, and just you know, everybody was like, "Oh yeah, you know, hey, you know, you got to meet Vicky, 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 Vicky," and you, like you had this whole crowd around you. Oh, stop! It was not bad. And you were like the cool kid, and I like came up, <laughs> <laughs> and then you, and then we did a podcast episode, and, and your podcast episode was one of my most listened to around that time. Really. Uh, yeah, we went into, you know, we went into, and y'all should listen because this is more her background, but her background, how you got where you got. Because now today, and I'm, I might be completely wrong, but last I checked, you were like general counsel of a big old investment fund for a company, right? Well, I'm actually, uh, I'm in-house counsel. I'm not the general counsel, but I'm in-house counsel for AT&T. Okay. And so my area of responsibility is for the pension plans mm -hmm. and um, the defined benefit, you know, traditional pension, um, and then the 401k plan as well. Mm -hmm. So total combined asset of qualified plan money is about 110 or so billion dollars approximately, mm -hmm. depending on what the market is doing, you know, and it's been a wild ride. Yes, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild ride for a couple of weeks now. So uh, yeah, but that's, that's kind of my day job. I also have uh, background in, you know, other aspects of employee benefits, such as healthcare. Uh, but my focus now is retirement. My preference is retirement side. And I also have a background in executive compensation. So that's, that's kind of me and my deal. Yep. And as I remember, uh, and I'm, I'm, I looked this up before, so I, I hope my memory doesn't mess me up. You and my wife are in the same sorority. You're, you're the a first alpha. and finest. Yes, yes. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. She's part of that big old chapter in Dallas. I guess both Dallas chapters are huge. They are. There are two very large chapters. I am in Omicron U Omega. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. her chapter. Yep, yeah, right. and so we are first chapter. The uh, international uh, president is out of our chapter now for the next four years. So we yeah. are the first chapter of the um we like to consider ourselves first chapter because we are um you know on point as always and we are very excited that our international meeting um in 2024 will be here in dallas so we're all excited about that awesome awesome well it sounds like i got i'll be on uber patrol that that weekend yes uh, you will be <laughs> better hope you're not on honeydew uh yeah. you know duty i'm sure there you will be oh uh, yeah whatever, whatever she tells me to do i'm just gonna do so that means you have a very happy life. Happy <laughs> wife, happy life. Absolutely. Well, um, well, thank you for taking time out. I want to. I'll, I'll hop into the uh, first question, which is, um, so, and, and obviously to get to where you've 
you know, what you do in life and, and, and where you are today, I would imagine, especially, you know, uh, in, in the corporate world, you've had to evolve your mindset a lot, work through a lot of things, grow uh, to, to get to where you are. So what, what are some of the things you've done to maintain a relatively uh, healthy and evolving mindset? Uh, this, you know, when I got these questions in this interview, I was so excited about it, Philip, because, um, you know, we talk about, you know, what you talk about wealth, you know, gaining wealth and maintaining that. But everything starts with with the inner you. Right. Who you are and your mindset. And, and people talk about, you know, you get the right mindset. Get them, but how do you get the right mindset? Right. Um, and it is a mind over matter. Uh, sort of thing, because there are a lot of things, you know, these past two years have been an environment so challenging. As you mentioned, I loved your definition of BC before COVID, right? <laughs> um, I used to say before BC meant before children. Uh, and when you can remember that time when you were, you know, young and single and you could do what you wanted to do. And then these kids came along. Well, BC now is before COVID. I mean, that just seems like a lifetime ago and a whole other world. And um, I had reached a point, it was very challenging to maintain a good mindset. But even before then, but long before then, you know, you get in, in engaged in this lifestyle, you know, you trained hard to be this professional and you're on the right track. And from the outside looking in, you know, you've got everything supposedly that you worked hard for, but you still like, uh, uh, you know, you can't, you know, and I was like that very early on in my legal career. And there were days I had to wake up um, and I had to, I, I said a simple mantra to myself throughout the day, choose happiness, mm. choose happiness, right? Because I, it, it is something about the mind that we want to go to the negative automatically. It's so easy to flip to the negative. And a lot of times people say, oh, you know, be grateful, be grateful. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm grateful. Yeah. But I am grateful. Don't get me wrong. Don't take any of this away. I'm very grateful for everything that I have. But do you choose happiness, right? And so as I have come through this season of post-COVID, you know, what is it? I had to actually um, evolve from just saying the words choose happiness to how do I do that? How, how do I choose happiness? Um, there is an online test and I was hoping to look it up before I came online, but it was interesting. It's uh, I actually went through a little seminar about happiness and how to be happy. And, you know, and it truly was that simple. And this online test had a measurement of a measurement dial of different things. Very simple. Um, it's about a 10, 15 minute online test uh, called your, I think it's like your happiness index or something. Hmm. Interestingly enough, it, Apparently, I had done it before. I had done it before, didn't realize it, and it logged and it kept my thing from several years before, and I didn't realize it. And it was kind of one of those things after I did the test, it said, Yes, your index, my index was much lower than the previous years when I had taken that test. And so that made me feel better just in and of myself to realize, Yes, I genuinely was less happy. So it wasn't just in my mind or like, you just can't, you know, get over yourself, you know, what's, what, no, I really was less happy. So um, based upon that particular index of happiness. And so then I'm like, well, then I need to really 
like do a little bit something more than choose happiness. So to the point of how do I maintain my mindset? Um, just like we think of certain triggers that upset you and like, well, don't let me get involved. Like, you know, there are certain things you talk about my kids. Oh, if you want a problem today, deal with me and something of dealing with my kids. Right. Mm-hmm. There are certain triggers for your happiness. Are there things in your life that immediately, as soon as that, like that song comes on the radio, oh yeah, that's my jam, that's my song, mm-hmm. or um, what are the other things that are automatic happiness triggers for you? Now, certainly you have to be healthy in those choices of what that is, but you know, think about what I learned to do was think about the last time I really just felt good. For no particular reason, not that something happened to me, not that I got good news, not that the deal came through, but I'm just, you know, I'm feeling pretty all right today. What was going on? What were the, you know, what were your senses taking in? What were the sights? Was it a bright and sunny day? Was it you were cozy, snuggly on a rainy day reading a book? Was it that, you know, um, you were eating a certain meal. And again, we have to, you know, watch emotional eating as well. But what are those, you know, is it fresh baked cookies that your mom was making that you were doing something fun? Was it a hobby that you were enjoying? What was it just objectively that you were doing? What I learned too was what changed my mood. And I had said this before to someone else. I was on a trip with that I'm like, oh, don't get offended if I put my earbuds in. I'm just soundtracking my life. And they were like, huh, okay. So I, I've learned that music, the type of music I'm listening to will automatically, you know, just like you it, like a movie, like it is like a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like a movie, you know to be scared because the movie, the dun 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 dun, you know, that's happening. Oh, okay, I'm supposed to be scared. Oh, this is a joyful scene. Oh, this is a romance. Listen to that romantic music. You can, that for me was a happiness trigger. So again, what I have learned to do is an emotional uh, or, you know, rather than waiting on either someone to deliver happiness to me because this person is here or not here or, or whatever, or, you know, some event is happening, I deal with happiness management, my own happiness management of objective things I can do. My stepfather, I'm going to just say this, and then I know this is supposed to be a very quick thing, but my stepfather was a um, psychiatrist and um, he's passed away now. And he was one of the first black psychiatrists so that he was a medical doctor, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things he said, and I'm going to speak to you because we are people of color and I'm assuming some of your audience is too, but he said, you know, there, uh, that, uh, Caucasians generally use psychiatry as you hear a lot of people go to counsel. Oh, I went to my therapist, blah, blah, blah. They do it more as a checkup, just like going to the doctor for your blood pressure or whatever, as just kind of a mental, am I mentally healthy checkup? Whereas people of color in his experience, we wait until we are so episodic, out of control that the only thing he can do is a prescribed medication to bring us down to some kind of normal range before you can even then treat the problem. Right. So it's like, you know, your blood pressure is way out of whack. So I'm going to give you a whole bunch of blood pressure before I can even deal with the ongoing, you know, causes, root issues of your problem. Well, the same thing with mental health. The second thing that he told me, which was also funny, it's kind of a little more funny, was I remember as a teenager, 
I was running around the house. Oh, I'm depressed. You know, teenage girl. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And then one day he just finally looked at me and said, no, you're not depressed. You're bored. <laughs> I was like, huh. You're right. <laughs> right. So a lot of times we assign emotional things to, to what they aren't. Right. That's why you need to sometimes it is appropriate to talk to a professional. Um, I don't think he was going around diagnosing us in any way, but <laughs> I just use that as, you know, sometimes figure out some things, you know, it is your environment. Maybe you are bored. Maybe it is physiological. Maybe it is you, you are hangry. You're having, you know, you need a snicker, you know, you need, you're having a moment. Um, sometimes it is very genuine, but if you're in this ongoing, you know, emotional sort of thing, um, I, I just think about it as, like I said, if you know there are triggers that can cause certain negative emotions, what are those triggers that can cause positive emotions for you? I, I, I like that because as you were saying, the imagery was, you know, it's like if I if I miss if I miss a few weeks of Muay Thai, you know, because I spar weekly, then it's hard it's it's harder to get back into shape but if i just go consistently i stay in shape and that's kind of the imagery that when you said that i was like i like that having the positive triggers uh, next question uh what advice would you give others who find themselves temporarily stuck in a mindset they want out of which you know i've been there i know lots of folks who've just been stuck and you're like i don't know how to move out of this mood yeah um i am a couple of things that i i do now again everything is i'm not a i'm not a mental health professional i just can speak to what i know and what has worked for me um number one sometimes small things just if you're in a rut i mean just like a deep deep rut i'm not necessarily depressed i'm just in a rut can't see my way out of doing it do small things um, you know, you go to the, you know, your favorite coffee shop instead of ordering your usual blah, 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 blah. There has been something on that menu that you have always wanted to try, you know, but you just go in and order your same cup of coffee your, in the same way, in the same, same, same. Well, get something different. Get that little something different. Um, one of the things, tricks that I use when I really get in a rut, take a different route home. Hmm. Just a different drive. It will awaken your senses for you to pay attention to where you're going and what you're doing because the traffic pattern is going to be new. The turns are going to be a little bit different. You're going to see a little bit something different um, on the way home. That to me has just that little small thing because you're still trying to get home, right? That's all you're trying to do. Is get, but just that little spark of something different will change your insight. You may find, oh, that took longer. That took, or it might be shorter or, oh, I didn't realize, you know, I passed this shop. I want to, always wanted to go over there. Mm. It will spark the imagination just a little bit. So it doesn't have to be big things necessarily, but sometimes just changing one small thing of how you do something or, you know, where you go, what you do, that will kind of at least move you a little bit in a different direction. Um, the other thing that I, a book I can highly, highly recommend because at the height of the pandemic, I was just empty. I was empty, empty, empty. I was like, um, I'm an empty nester. Um, and so I was at home. I, my, I'm very grateful. My daughters are adults and they are adulting 
extraordinarily well, completely mm -hmm. on their own. Yay me, right? But that also meant I was in a big empty house by myself, you know, in the pandemic. And, you know, fortunately, my parents, yes, they are both happy, alive and, and well. But again, as we had to stay away from our elderly population, right, as an act of love and caring to stay away. Um, so, uh, you know, it was just me by myself rattling around the house. Well, I, I was fortunate enough, another colleague of mine is doing a wellness seminar, uh, well, two colleagues of mine, and we did a, a based it on a book, Designing Your Life. Mm -hmm. And it was a great read and I recommend and it has a, a accompanying workbook with it. I don't get paid or anything by that, but it was a great way of any point in your life of finding a way of if you want to do something different, if you want to do a career change or you've always had an interest in something else or and it will also it starts out pointing out where you might be lacking in your life that you don't realize it. And so that gives you kind of a focal point of how to move forward as well. Um, and just kind of, like I said, design your life. Like, how do I get from this point to this point? What are the steps in between? Mm -hmm. And just gets you to mentally um, map out how, how to go there. Design your life. Okay. Yeah. So I'd highly recommend that as well. All right. And then last question is anything you're working on now that you're excited about and want to share with the audience? Um, so a couple of things, even just thinking about this, you know, I've been asked several times by several different people to write a book. So I think I might be in that place to get started. I've been uh, doing chapter names for goodness, like the last 10, 15 years of this. Yeah. The name of this chapter is going to be this the name. of this. So I might actually be ready to sit down and actually write that book. I don't know what it's going to be called, but the other thing that I've also been thinking about is just doing a podcast. So mm -hmm. I'm at that stage of being an auntie and I embrace that. I embrace that proudly because you know what? I worked hard to get to this point of uh, being on the auntie bench, but I see that there are a lot of people you know, the world is just different than the way I grew up. And uh, when you did have that kind of um, not necessarily your grandparents generation, but that generation, kind of that half generation where they could still remember what, you know, where you are, what you're going through but they're not quite there, but they have a little bit more wisdom to share. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would love to do some kind of podcast or some kind of consistent basis, something like, you know, talking to auntie, you know, of just like, in like you help walk me through getting on LinkedIn live. Right. And how I can share that on my um, enjoying this uh, on my LinkedIn page. Um, but, you know, just that kind of uh, cross generational discussion of, you know, and I know you remember what I, it's so funny because I totally remember I had a lot of aunts and uncles and, you know, you get on your young tear about you going to do this, blah, blah. And they just were like, uh-huh. Mm. Really, baby? Oh, okay. Mm. You know, and then they would go through and they would drop and particularly my grandmother's great. She dropped some pearl of wisdom that she would not explain and then mm. walk away. Well, I'm just mm. at the point now I'm understanding a lot of the things that she said. So um, as I'm walking through my life and I'm, you know, mentoring and, you know, I've kind of reached the point where I'm limiting who uh, I mentor because I'm focused more on finding a protege, which is a different level of commitment. Mm. Um, but I think a podcast of, you know, some, I don't know what cute or catchy name I would give it, but just having that kind of multi-generational 
uh, cross-generational conversation to drop a little bit of wisdom because if anything I can do to save somebody a few steps along the way, if they're willing to listen and if they find value in what I'm saying, I'm always willing to help. You should, yes, you should absolutely do it. You would be great at it. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Keep keep me informed. And you reminded me why I'm doing, why I started doing this whole deal is I'm actually promoting, it, 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 you, you literally reminded me, I forgot, Portia, my, my assistant was going to get on me for not mentioning it, but like philipwashingtonjr.com, I built that site because I, I built a course to teach people how to monetize a podcast, right? Because everybody would ask me, uh, Philip, you use the podcast to grow your business. You didn't cold call. How'd you do that? So I spent hours and hours over coffee showing people. I was like, let me just put this into a course so that way people can just go, you know, go buy it and I can keep doing my deal. So yes, you should. So, so I'm plugging that philipwashingtonjr.com for the audience. Y'all check it out, listen to it. But uh, yes, Vicky, you should definitely do. It. I think it'll be amazing. I, I like the auntie part of the name. Like that sounds, um, you know, that sounds like you can do something around the auntie kind of theme, right? right. We don't want to listen to our parents. We want to listen to our aunts and uncles, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're saying the same exact thing. They they may say, you know, just something about that one step removed. Because I remember, I don't remember my aunts and uncles ever telling me to do anything other than what my parents told me to do. But it was something about um, that sense of uh, safety zone or just comfort level. And they're still family. So I know they still love me anyway. And they want the best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not gonna let me go too far afield or too crazy. Uh, but I, I just, I, I don't, with people living and moving so far away from their extended family, um, they may not have that kind of community or village. Um, and particularly as it, a lot of people are realizing that adulting is hard. I mean, you know, and I, you don't have it all figured out and it doesn't automatically come easy and you don't get to do whatever you want to do that you thought you could do as a kid, right? Like, I can't wait till I get grown. I can do whatever I want to do. (laughs) You know, there are a few things that go along with that. So um, yeah, I just think a safe space to allow people to just, you know, ask those kind of crazy questions. And also I remember, you know, being at the family reunion, trying to teach my aunts and uncles the latest dance. So, and that was just always a fun and funny time seeing them trying to do the WAP or trying to do the, you know, those were the dances of my day, you know, or do the prep and do the, and they're like, oh, that ain't nothing but the mashed potato. You know, they were just, you know, related to whatever it was. Cause it's nothing, nothing new under the sun. Everybody mm-hmm. has been through it. It's just called by a different different name at this point. And I just think we could use all use a lot more of that community effort, cross-generational, and just some, you know, agape love. I think that's what the world needs. I, I love it. I appreciate you sharing and bringing some agape love to the audience. And, uh, you know, I look forward to now things open back up. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see each other out and about again. Maybe I'll, I, I'm, I'm going to throw a happy. Have you, have you been to Whiskey's yet? Let's do it. You let me know when. Okay, I'll do that. All right. Well, have a good one. All right, then. You take care. All right, you Goodbye. too. Bye.